Awaken Beauties, finally, it's here. The truth to empower women to true inner beauty through a healthy mind and inner biology. I am your hostess, Cassandra Keel, a 20-year salon owner, organic beauty product formulator, positive mind management, and clinical hypnotherapist. And I am here to help you stay sane, get sleep, and bring your sexy back. Sponsored by evokebeauty.com. EVOQBeauty.com. Now, let's get to it. Welcome to the Awaken Beauty Podcast. This is Cassandra, your organic beauty, positive mind management, and clinical hypnotherapist. We're going deep, friends. We're going wide. So I just want you to imagine with me. I want you to imagine this scenario. I want you to imagine that somebody, or maybe even you, you broke your leg and you go to the hospital and the doctor comes and looks at you or the person and starts to inject Novocaine all over the site. And that's the end. That's just what they do. Maybe even gets worse. Maybe they even hand you the Novocaine and they say, take this home with you. And anytime it starts to hurt, just go ahead and inject that. Raise your hand and how many of you would be absolutely horrified with this idea? I can't see you raising your hand, but please, I can feel your presence. Because here's the thing. This is what we do in the mental health industry and sometimes the emotional health field. We do this all the time, my friends. I mean, all the time. And in fact, this is the industry standard in a lot of different mental models. And the industry standard is what you could maybe relate to as Novocaine relief. It's not actually addressing the root trauma. It's not actually creating healing processes. And it's very important from my perspective that we differentiate between releasing and actually healing. I'm all for people not being in pain. I think most of any, any of us would take a stand And agree with me that nobody wants to be in pain. I'm a clinical hypnotherapist. My gosh, Uh, my heart and my soul just gets into the zone in a session. And I follow that thread until we can get to that root and we can root out the pain from its origin. The thing is, if we mistake pain relief for healing, we never get better. In fact, that client is actually going to come back with more symptoms and then more symptoms, and then more systems. And many of you agree that if you are familiar with the alternative health field, that we understand that the symptom is really not the indicator of something that is the deeper pain, which we consider the symptom. It's not the root. So the pain is really pointing to something deeper, which is the root. And most of us would agree that this is attached to trauma. So before I start the rest of this conversation with you, my dear friend today, listening, and thank you for being here. I want us to become a little bit more familiar with the idea that in the alternative mental health industry, we understand that the body is never against you. So know that this may be uncomfortable concept for you, but I want to step out on a limb here. And I want you to step out with me and that the body is never against you. And it means that anything that takes place in your body is in fact for you. And there are many demonstrations of this, but it doesn't necessarily feel good. 
it is a reminder. It is a focal point. It is, um, uh, in essence, a energy that is saying, Hey, focus over here. Like this is, there's something off now in my studies and with Brent Baum and many others in the quantum world, we live in a holographic universe. We also live in a holographic body. And when we go into a triggered state, we go offline and I'll speak more about this, but there's trauma stored in the body. So if we start to look at these emotional and mental roots below, uh, it's really talking about when you have those instances and maybe not pertaining to the broken leg, but uh, a trigger is a flashback, right? So the process that takes place is inside the body. It's inside the mind. It's inside the holographic energy of this emotion. So let's talk about triggers because that's really the meat of what I want to, to share with you today and let's equate it to trauma. And so a trigger is essentially an emotional flashback. Now, if we look at this through the lens and we look through the lens of the holographic body and the body and the mind, and that the body is never against you, then what might a flashback be for? Okay. So the flashback, my friends is trying to call your attention to something that is unresolved. That means it's for you. And a trigger is nothing more than an emotional flashback. Now I'm going to stand before you, my friends with my microphone in hand and tell you that you shouldn't be shocked because unfortunately we've been led to believe that it starts in the mind and we have the audacity in the mental health field to do the exact opposite direction of getting to the root. So when the body is calling us to the present moment, as we can go be on that emotional thread at the mental level to these triggers, to the memories, to the traumas that are unresolved underneath in the holographic body, instead of actually following it and going through and tracking where that is stored, that, that calling from the body, we actually go against it. And most of the techniques, most of the methodologies that are often in the field is basically that it's let's figure out how we can take this trigger and make it so that we can just take our attention off of it. Go do some more affirmations, right? Listen to music and, and create the binarial beats to, to reprogram the body, but we're really not getting to the root. And there's a lot of really creative ideas. That's why I love somatic somatic therapies, because we're starting to get back into this thread of following it, right? Following that trauma. So let's see if we can take this trigger and just diminish it. That's what the industry does. So my suggestion is that this revolutionary concept here is that with us today is the exact opposite. And that's when the body is calling your attention to something that is unresolved. Instead of going away from the pain, I suggest that we go towards it. Now, when people are in this process of healing, so often what we're 
helping them is with coping skills. And to layer this again in the mental health field, the word to cope is seen as a positive thing. But I'm going to put before you today that coping is a little bit more of a swear word when it comes to those of us that are chasing the healing. Because to cope, by definition, is not to change the stressor. It's to put up with whatever the stressor is. So dialing it even deeper into this conversation, I'd like to just maybe take the opinion with you today. I want you to just start to see coping as heading in the absolute opposite direction of healing. You're putting up with it. Now, that's not to say that coping doesn't have a place. It's just when we tend to put it in the wrong place repetitively. Sometimes it's not appropriate to heal a situation in that time and place. So you cope. And I'm all about creating strategies to calm down the body, to cope the body into a calm state, call it the polyvagal nervous system so that you can get the body back into coherence. But again, we need to go to the root, the root of deep healing, which means we actually have to change the stressor and the source of whatever that pain is arising within us or someone else. So coping takes them or you or I to the exact opposite direction, my friends. So speaking of coping out of interest, I want you to just raise your virtual hand with me. How many of you have heard of dissociation? Awesome. I'm sure many of you have. Now, for those of you who have never heard of this word, I'm going to do a very, very, very brief cover of the surface and what this dissociative state is. It's the consciousness of awareness of somebody that is disconnecting in some way from the experience that they're having. It's called disassociation. Therefore, it's a coping skill. It's a coping mechanism that is being itself in the moment of the trauma And you feel like you can't actually resolve something. And so you disconnect from it. And I'm going to share some really interesting perspectives in the future and here with you today, a little bit deeper into the holographic body and how the body literally disassociates, but I'm going to brief over it. So in my opinion, that disassociation is not actually the byproduct of the post-traumatic stress, but this dissociation in fact causes the post-traumatic stress disorder. So let's just kind of look at this for a moment of trauma and the moment of the trauma. Now, somebody gets into a position where they feel an immense amount of stress and without the capacity to resolve it, the energy in the body is completely taking you into a no-go zone. And so you disconnect from the experience. It is a natural process and it is completely normal. But what happens to most people is they don't know is that that portion of them gets stuck in there. That's what I talk about. The holographic body and a memory gets stuck as an energy. It's like a little encoded piece that gets stuck in your field. And when a portion of that gets stuck in trauma, this sets off this whole host of negative experiences from a person to make 
it really practical for you if a person is on a path to try to create trauma. And this is not a conscious process. It is a subconscious process. So what you're looking at with somebody who is disassociated is that they're going to repeat that trauma. And in order to reverse this process, you have to reverse the process of disassociation, which is the premise of my energetic work. And it is that that moment of trauma when it's popping out and it's giving you that trigger, disassociating from that event, you actually have to return to that event to experience the event, but with your free will and process through it. Now, there's many different modalities to do this, and sometimes you can bypass that, but it has to be done correctly to not re-traumatize the body. But there's power and free will in order to specifically go back to that moment. And there's a process that I create through the body and the mind, because the body doesn't really understand emotions. To be honest with you, it flips out in an emotion, but it only knows the coding, the color, the feel, the taste, the experience. So I digress. The intention of creating some type of positive resolve really is talking about here. We're talking about the fragmentation of all these pieces in the holographic of the body, right? So to come back to this and make sense of this space between the event and the glitch that happens, it's kind of perspective. It goes from a T9, a trauma nine to a T12, instantly. So it goes off, just goes off the radar. So that disassociative state we're talking about is the thing that happens where you essentially are disconnecting from your own consciousness, from your physicality of the body or from whatever you are experiencing at that moment or what you're having in the experience. And this goes really far. So I really want you'd become comfortable with the concept that fragmentation is primary coping mechanisms for the human body. So what do I mean by fragmentation? First, I want you to consider the consciousness that does not actually originate in the brain. The brain is more like a computer system where the consciousness goes through in order to communicate with the physical 3D body in this space reality that we experience. So it's really an intermediary kind of um, component here that we get to live in. But the consciousness itself is not limited. The brain is not created by the brain. If you cut your brain out, I say this all the time, threw it across the room, the brain would not be able to think. It needs electricity. So I want you to think of this consciousness more like a stream of water. Enter into that calm stream of water of consciousness, my friends. Let's just cool down. So if you watch rivers, you can notice that they branch off into right and to the left. And when a river branches off one direction and then the other direction, it's not like anything harmful happens to the river. Consciousness just, it just works more like water. It fragments. It fragments, not only can it fragment, it's going to actually absolutely fragment if you experience trauma, which is distress without resolve. And it's going to split into different parts. And the splitting of consciousness. Now, follow me here because we often talk about, oh, she has splits. Well, what does that mean? Let's be humble here, my friends. Splitting of consciousness is your awareness splitting 
through states of consciousness where only so much healing can take place because it has to split because it's in too much pain. So much um, of the understanding of what I processed through this and is, is really helped me become very humble. Um, when you really understand the placement of how we heal emotions at the mental level, that we always try to go in through the cognitive level and it's just not how it works. You have to find the place in that fragment in the body because that's where it's held, right? So fragmentation happens and it's, it's really easy to use different examples, but I just want you to understand that this is for the sake of this conversation, we have to be united with our consciousness. And this is more about using words like woke or awaken. This is bringing all the aspects back to remembering who we are before the societal conditioning, the traumas, both small and large happen. And understanding the different sides of people's personalities has different fragments to it within the psyche, within the consciousness of itself. So when we really look at how splits happened and why fragmentation is the primary coping mechanism for the human physical human body, I want you to just imagine with me for a moment, you're four years old. And at four years old, you encounter trauma. Now, again, I have a different definition of trauma and it is a distressed state seeking resolution. That means you get into a distressing event and you can't create any positive change. So you have to take it offline. And experiences from that time add on over life experiences over time. And instead, it just takes you away from being able to stay conscious. And what happens when we start to look at trauma through this lens is that we start to understand that there's a lot more trauma in the world than what we would usually define as trauma. And here's what I mean by that. Now, trauma is actually being a, a a seven-year-old child, right? You're going to a birthday party where you get to see another kid and they get all the presents. And for whatever reason, it causes you distress. You don't understand what all the kids are getting no attention. I'm going to bring this home, my friends. And this is really funny. I still have memories as a seven-year-old going to the park to my brother's birthday party. And I was in total distress to the point where my mother knew she had to bring some gifts for me to open because I was so distressed that I didn't get to open a gift at my brother's birthday. Totally irrational, but I was in tra a traumatic experience as a child. Well, you don't know any better. So you don't understand, you know, why the other kids are getting all this attention and it just creates distrust within your system. And you actually perceive it as trauma because you can't resolve it. Those feelings are jealousy and they just get buried and they become something that's repeated in your adult life. Hello, watching Instagram, seeing everybody else get all the guts and glory and all the compare and despair. Familiar, right? So everyone has trauma, my friends. I mean, literally everyone, if we're born into this mainstream, if you're born into a mainstream hospital and you came through that mother's womb, you have trauma. 
So I want you to kind of just adjust mentally around what trauma is, because we tend to really define trauma as just like this most extreme experiences. And it absolutely is. You can experience stuff like what that simple thing is, but you can also experience severe fragmentation from childhood trauma. I also know that. So everyone has trauma, everyone. And that's why I'm saying everyone has fragmentation within their being. So going back to this example, let's say that now you're four years old and let's just say my dad leaves and I'm four years old and I'm watching him drive down the street and I have no idea why he left. There's nobody who's sitting there with me and and emotionally coaching myself through this experience, right? Fact is that mom is so messed up that there's no way that she can help me. She's basically on the floor too. Because my dad left, she has to go get a full-time job. So not only did I actually lose my dad, I now just lost my mom. Now, at a particular point in time, the only way to actually cope with this experience is to split myself in two parts. Now, for the record, this is not my story, but this is a story that comes into my hypnotherapy room, right? And we have to go and and work this out. But I'm going to, back to the story, I'm going to split myself into a a part of me that really needs dad. And then part of me that really needs mom. And I need these relationships as a part of me that's now really vulnerable. And the opposite part I'm going to split into is the aspect of me that doesn't need people that probably has an attitude. And so you just say, screw it. Why the hell would I get connected to anything? I mean, I've already seen how that goes, right? So this is what it looks like now on the inside. This is the part of me that's vulnerable, that needs mom and dad. But there's also part of me that doesn't and says, I hate, I was left. Screw it. I don't need anybody. So who's going to keep me safe? What does this turn out to be? You overwork to create safety and security by money. You don't date because you have the fear of rejection. So you can see how, how we hold on to these things. And this is what I mean by that level of the psyche and, and stored in the holographic body. And so you're going to hold on to that childhood experience, but not even be conscious of it. And therefore, this is the one thing that's going to shine through as a personality. So another little side note here is I wish I could really um, express is that if, if I could tell you that your personality is a genuine reflection of who you authentically are. It's just not your personality is an amalgamation of the aspects of you that kept you safe. So this now comes down to where I layer in what I do with identity work. We get to strip, get to strip it all down. Sometimes we can do it through anger to release anger. Sometimes we can go into the heart mind and heart brain meditation and really bring back in that love. But I'm going to make a case here for the fact that you, we all need to get to the root of these traumas. They're at the basic root of the splitting. In this case, I just gave you two scenarios that we can look at here. You know, it's the dad leaving the four-year-old and what's that made that person decide about their self and how they see the world. 
And what's important to understand about this splitting is that there are certain memories where only stored in certain parts of the holographic body. And to bring this home, virtual cult leaders know this. We call them programmers. You could even go as high as to say deep state or governance or people that know how to run the mind, They're actually deliberately programmed societies for this. And the rule of thumb with ritual cults is you never program against human biology. Always and only do you go with it. So what these cult trainers, or shall I say, high level hierarchies are doing is that they're at the top of the idea that your body actually does this naturally. Your body, when it can't deal with a specific trauma, stores it in a specific fragment. And what's the problem if the fragment is here? Can you see it? No. So many people are walking around with traumas that they don't even know. They have traumas that are stored and programmed that's happening through the delivery of these certain lifestyles that we're not even conscious of. Maybe in our toddler years, there was the programming. Maybe you got programmed as an adult. Maybe you've been programmed all your life. Oh, wait, we have. And there's no time such as this to start to take back our sovereignty, start to remember who we are, and start to truly release and heal, not only as our own holographic 3D to the 5D, but also as a globe as consciousness. That we start to really understand the perspectives of trauma and that we understand the long-term implications of it and how this is ruining our health. I even talk about this, that it has many aspects to ADHD and neurodiversity. A store trauma in the body, you can't focus. You can't concentrate. And let me tell you, if you want to be a, a mindfulness guru and be doing meditation, if we can't focus on one thing, transition and focus on the next thing and just be present in that moment, when you're washing the dishes, you're washing the dishes. When you make your bed and you complete it, it's not because you can grab a win, but because you're meditatively working through your day ritualistically and you're beginning and finishing things and you're present. You go into a meditation with presence, with a goal in mind, so you can focus. All right, I digress. So we live in a society that actually normalizes a lot about trauma that we're experiencing. So we're not really connecting the dots between the event the person goes through and the subsequent effects. So it's important that we all understand once we see the fragmentation right? That we want the most important thing in the highest good of that person is to come to try to resolve this fragmentation within. It's trying to get these different polarized spaces stored in the holographic body on the same page. Now, the ideal situation is to get all the parts in agreement, right? And that is a lot through parts therapy that I do and a lot of um, inner child work. So important. But what's really interesting is when you can actually gain awareness of one fragment or another specific fragment. And if you can go really deep, let's say, go just go deep with just that one, go deep, 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 deep into consciousness. 
or awareness of what this one is, you can actually start to collapse the other ones. So if you go deep, bring conscious awareness to this part of you or a part of your client, then it's like its own universe, its own world with its own truth. All of those inside truths, you see great many truths and needs and genuinely start meet and easily meet that, that part where it's at and you start to bring it all back together, find seeds of resolution to the actual lies, become conscious of them. And now you start to be the creator of your life. And I've created this process and the fountain of you process. And this is when I help clients come to their point of origin. And unfortunately, most of us have not truly lived. And most of us die to have never truly lived until we come to our point of origin. And it's what we equivocate to the hero's journey. And that's the point of awareness of consciousness that you begin healing. And what this process essentially is, is that we go back, we find our strengths, we start to release the untruths, the positioning of the programming and what we've believed. We see how we are conditioned to be and who we can choose to be. And that's key. And to do it in community is also key. And so within all the aspects of what we've talked about today from the aspects of trauma and self and trauma being a trigger that then turns into splits and fragmentation. This is the emotional reactivity that we see in real time. And it's the doorway that opens the subconscious mind. And we're using that open doorway in hypnotherapy and visionary neuro meditations instead of telling a trigger to calm down. We're telling it to just de-escalate or doing just a simple breathing technique or EMDR, any of these other types of things that can cause symptomology to disappear, but we're just using symptomology. That big, huge alarm bell. And they're saying, hey, 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 there's something here that's unresolved. We're going to directly down into that, back into the trauma. We find it, we disassociate through a way and a process I take my clients through. And we just start to portion it out. And it doesn't have to be awful. It doesn't have to be long. And then once we start to move through these and we experience them as they pop up, we work through them and we move on and we continue to have a focus of creating what we love. Because if there's one thing that I think is absolutely wrong in the personal development, the spirituality and the guru world is that there's something wrong with you that you need to fix, which I think is absolute bullshit. Because if you, if you, if you approach life that way, you will always find something wrong with you. We just have to hit the trigger when it comes up, go resolve it. Where was the programming? Where was the trauma? And we experience it. We go through it. We actively bring a resolution through the process where unmet needs were, where those pains were, and we resolve. So I may be able to, as a four-year-old who lost a dad, experience what it's like to have a dad who's committed that he won't leave me no matter what, based off figuring what those needs are and actually creating this resolution within the process itself, within my, within my own self, 
that I am protected, we can then apply that to our adult life and start not repeating these patterns. And this is where this process really gets fun because it causes us to look at the world in a different way. It causes us to meet our needs in different ways. So often you see people who are popping out of this process, realizing, wait a minute, I surrounded myself with people who just reflect my early traumatic experiences. Wait a minute. I started a business and now I'm treating it like re-traumatizing experiences. And this is what I'm up against right now and how I'm recreating everything that I do to help people look at how are we having unresolved trauma in our business, in our relationships, in our way we treat our body, the way we think are in through our mind. And we're not spiritual hijacking here. We put ourselves into a different state of consciousness. We can resolve these quickly. And so I'm going to choose different thoughts. I'm going to choose different people to hang around. I'm going to choose different ways of behaving out of choice, conscious choice because I'm not ruminating in the back of my brain. Oh yeah. ADHD oftentimes helps you get right back into that brain and start ruminating in what we call RSD rejection, sensitive dysphoria, which really is just saying, stop. Is this true? How do I know this is true? Why am I making it about me? And where is this trigger and this trauma stored in me that I am reflecting onto someone thinking that they think I'm an awful person or I'm not subject to their level, which is a complete lie. And you just start making stuff up in your head, create a different choice, not on the just surface level, but it hits us at the deepest core of our resolution and everything, everything. And I mean, everything after that, everything casually links and starts to shift. So I want to thank you for being here with me. And I have high hopes. I have high hopes for the every mental, business, uh, holistic, spiritual field, wherever we're heading in this new world order, where we are literally being able to see all the blindfolds coming off, where we can head into a future that when we get over this phase on the other side is going to be one of the most robust robust financial revolutions. It's going to be a revolution of people seeing the truth. It's going to be a revolution of people declaring victory, not only in their personal lives, what they no longer put up with. First and foremost, it always starts with ourselves, but also how we project into leadership and how we start to re-inform how the world works at every single level, leadership, governance, media, social media, partnerships and actually remembering my friend that a mental illness means there's actually nothing wrong with you. It's really about what happened to you. And that's going to be the wave of the future in my eyes. And I'm going to be a part of it and I'm going to help cultivate leadership and lead it. And when somebody enters into a psychiatrist's office, a person is going to be looked at in terms of what happened to them, not what's wrong with them. And at this point, I need to say, I want you to start about thinking about mental health as a process that all of us get to go through now. It's touched all of us. And it's not the surface of symptomology. 
but something that actually benefits a person in their past, their present, and projects their bright future. If we can take this captive moment and start to heal, and we have to engage with professionals to do so. And it doesn't start in the head, it starts in the body. And it actually doesn't even start in the body, it starts in the field. And it actually doesn't even start in the field, it starts at the very subtle energy. And this is where we start in the fountain of you, because everything starts at energy. All right, my timer is going off, my friends. And I have great hope for all of us and more hope than I ever have, to be honest with you, both mental and emotional health fields, the beauty industry, everything. And I'm here to create a new dialogue, a new narrative, a new way that we process and we think about trauma because no one's exempt and uh, kind of overusing Novocaine. So uh, if you need support, you know where to find me. Uh, make sure that you like and subscribe the Awaken Beauty podcast, where I have all of these amazing kind of conversations with world leaders and uh, good things ahead. I've got really incredible programs coming out and beautiful experiences because you have a you have a beautiful brain, my friend. You have a luxury brain. Treat it like one. Treat it like a Gucci, Versace, Ferrari. I know I have a Ferrari brain with this ADHD beautiful brain of mine. It moves really fast. It's highly intuitive, a little bit sensitive, but that's because I love being sensitive because I can, I can see you, I can feel you, and I can hear you without you even speaking. And that's a gift. And you have just as immense gifts. So let's unleash everything that is not you. Remember who we truly are. Upgrade our consciousness, not over-spiritualizing thing, but really get down to brass tacks on how the brain, the body, consciousness, and energy works. And that's the ticket forward. So with all that said, all of my love, all of my light, I hope you captured a new frame today and I will see you on the next episode. Well, hello, Awaken Beauty. Thank you so much for joining the show today. Were you inspired? please leave a comment or your own personal aha moment so others can capture exactly what you did. Also, please like and subscribe wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. And if you're interested in high quality natural products for your hair, skin, and wellness, including organic CBD, please visit evokebeauty.com. Again, that is evokebeauty.com, evokebeauty.com. And until next time, darling, stay sane, get sleep, and bring your sexy back. Mm -hmm.